Hello friends, welcome back. We are here for another week of the Love Is mini series. I hope that you're enjoying this as much as I am. I know that it is challenging. It's always difficult to get outside of our comfort zone and grow in a level of intention, especially when it comes to relationships to others. But this has truly been such a life-changing process for me. And like I said, I, oh gosh, I think I said it in last week's episode. It has been 10 years this year since I first started this challenge and this process in my own life. And so it's been so cool for me going back and seeing the past couple of times in my journals and notebooks, just what I've learned and how even now I'm continuing to learn more things. So let's dive into week three. Okay, I know this one isn't super fun, all right, but let's just go there today because I think that there are some things that need to be said, even if I'm just talking to myself today. (laughs) We're talking about jealousy and envy, and I think we all have a general idea of what that means, what, what that entails, but let's get technical for a second, okay? Envy is defined, you guys know I love my dictionary definitions when we're going through this, Envy is defined as a feeling of discontented or resentful longing that's aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. I think jealousy is a preoccupation with others that leads us to compare and it causes us to be really discontent in our own life. And honestly, it totally distorts our perspective and it makes us lack an awareness of the goodness and blessings in our own lives. And even beyond that, I honestly think that jealousy, envy, it's a one-way ticket to living with a victim mentality. And that's not fun. It's not a good look, (laughs) you know? But it's this idea that everybody has it better than me. Everybody has it easier than me. Everybody has better things than me, that you aren't enough, that you don't have enough, or even that God is holding out on you. And again, I just think we can probably all agree that is not a good place to be operating from. Last week, I shared a little bit about how I've been learning this go around about how much these attributes of love that we're talking about really interact with each other and kind of all fit together and work together to help us love effectively and the way that God really designed us to. And this week is no different. I really think that when we are operating from a place of envy, we are not able to be kind to others as easily. And we're certainly not able to be patient when we are waiting for God's timing and his provision in our own lives. It just gets in the way. And throughout this episode, I'm going to be talking about comparison a lot as well. And I know it's not exactly the same thing as envy or jealousy, but I think it is a byproduct. They're they're very intertwined. They're very related. So I'm probably going to bring that up um, quite a bit because I I think we all as women especially struggle with comparison in some way or another throughout our lives and if you are struggling right now know you're in good company it's something that I have to really work on on a daily basis you know because it's so easy and and I'll get more into that oh my goodness I have so much to say today you guys and I didn't expect that from this week because jealousy is one that I feel like Oh no, I don't struggle with jealousy. But when I really started thinking about it, I realized that, yep, it's pretty easy for me to lean into that. So 
I also, before we really dive in here, want to point out another piece of jealousy that isn't talked about as much, but I think is equally, if not more important. So I was studying this last night and I decided to really dive into this verse in Exodus 34. And this is the one where it talks about how God is a jealous God. The dictionary also lists, in in addition to that definition I read in the beginning, it has another definition listed for jealousy, and it's this, to be fiercely protective or vigilant of one's rights or possessions. Oof. So I used Blue Letter Bible to dig in a little deeper on this one. And if you aren't familiar with Blue Letter Bible, this is an incredible Bible study resource tool that is free. You can go to their website or you can download the app. And it is so neat because what you do is you can search a word or a Bible verse. What I usually do is just type in the chapter that I'm looking for, and then it breaks down the verse line by line, and then you can click on the one that you're looking for, and it gives you word by word the original Greek or Hebrew so you can get the full understanding of what that word really actually means in the original context. So I really nerd out about that kind of stuff, but I think it's so cool to help us understand what God is really trying to speak to us in in this passage. So I, like I said, decided to dive a little deeper. And this is what I found. The word in that verse that says, our God is a jealous God. It is the word canaw. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think so. It's Q-A-N-N-A. But this word is only used in reference to God. And I thought that was really interesting because it also says that it's used of God as not bearing any rival. Like he has no tolerance for any rival. And I thought that was so powerful. So I started thinking about this and I was wondering, okay, so what's the difference here? Because when God is jealous, you know, let's, let's just all be on the same page here. We know that God is good. Everything he does is good. Everything about him is righteous and holy, right? So let's just, let's agree on that. So what is the difference then with him being jealous and us being jealous, which is a sin? You know, it's it's toxic for us. It's not good for us. So God commands us not to engage in that kind of thinking and behavior. And what came to my mind as I was thinking and praying about this is the idea, I mean, the truth really that God, he is not self-centered in any way. You know, he is not selfish He is not insecure at all about his position or his authority. Humans, on the other hand, (laughs) we know that we tend to be very self-centered. I mean, even from a young age, we see kids all the time. It's just this idea that everything is about them. Everything is for them. Everything is happening to them. And it's just the way that we're wired. It's like, it's a part of how we grow. You know, we, we learn to... We learn to process by taking inventory of our lives and evaluating how people and circumstances are affecting us. And, you know, that's an okay way to live when you're like three or five, right? (laughs) But when we are adults and functioning human beings in society and believers who want to make an impact for the kingdom of God, it really trips us up when we are focused mostly, primarily like on ourselves. And 
we talked about this in the last episode as well. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it's not bad intentioned, right? Like we can be going about our lives, like doing our ministry, doing our job, running our household, you know, planning whatever it is we're doing. And, and that's good stuff, right? But when we get so focused on what am I doing? What do I need? What does my family, you know, it sometimes can end up being a distraction for us. And it just takes away from our ability to really see others through God's eyes. And, and here's what I want to get at with this. Like I mentioned, God is not insecure at all. He knows who he is. He is God. He is whole in every way. There's nothing lacking. There's nothing broken in God, right? But we as humans, we, we are broken until we are found in Christ. And so what happens is a lot of times we tend to operate from a place of insecurity. Now, go with me for a minute, right? Because I know that insecurity can show up in a lot of different ways. It doesn't always look like being afraid or being anxious. It can be um, people-pleasing, it can be hustling or trying to find your value in what you do and what your achievements are. That has been one of my biggest struggles in life. It could be trying to be perfect, the best mom, the best wife, the best employee, the best student. It could be a number of things, honestly. Like there's just so many ways insecurity shows up. And I think even when, like, like we've talked about, it's with good intentions. If we are operating from a place of insecurity in any way, it's always because we are trying to make up what we feel is lacking about ourselves. So especially when we are jealous, that place of insecurity is trying to make us believe that we are not enough. We don't have enough. We need more. We need to look like somebody else. We need to do something else, etc. <laughs> but going back to God and his jealousy, like I mentioned before, he is whole. He is not lacking anything. He is not insecure in any way. He is... His jealousy is from a place of love for us. I loved that definition of he will not tolerate any rivals. He, he wants us wholeheartedly. He pursues us wholeheartedly. And the thing about his love is that it is totally us-centered. His love is you-centered. And for us, we operate in a self-centered way, whether we mean to or not. And that leads us down paths that ultimately end in death and destruction and just um, making a mess of our lives. And I don't mean to be so intense and dramatic about this, <laughs> but I think we just need a, a, a fresh revelation of who God really is. Because when we understand who God really is, then we're able to understand who we are in Christ. And that is, is how we get our sense of security. When we are secure in Christ, envy, jealousy, comparison, it start, all those things, they start to starve off because then we're no longer consumed with what we don't have because we're focused on God. Our eyes are on Jesus who has given us everything. We lack nothing in Christ. So I think it's just this beautiful switch, you know? And, and I had never really thought about it this way, which is 
it's wild, right? Like we're talking about jealousy, but this is just what I learned um, yesterday when I was diving into this and I thought it was so cool. So I want to talk about jealousy and comparison for a minute because like I said, I really think that they go together and they just really interact a lot. They kind of fuel each other and get us into this cycle. Comparison and jealousy are both outwardly motivated. What I mean by that is they are fueled by kind of measuring ourselves, our lives against other people, other people's accomplishments and possessions, finances, bodies, whatever it may be. And this is not a healthy way to live. Okay. I just want to say that to you, friend to friend. Comparison is not doing anything good for you. Jealousy and all the things like comparison and discontentment and striving and all of those things that come with it, they will not add a single thing to your life. They are a trap from the enemy to get you just caught up and and totally distracted from what really matters. And I just want to say this to you again, friend to friend, jealousy, comparison, it's just going to drain you. It's going to drain all of your energy if you are spending that much attention on what other people have that you don't or what other people are saying you need to do in order to be better, s- smarter, stronger, prettier, skinnier, whatever. All that's going to do is get in the way of your ability to see and really recognize and be grateful for all the goodness and all the blessings that God has provided you in your own life. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't want to be so focused on other people and comparing myself to them that I miss out on, on the unique life that God made me for, you know? So what do we do about that? (laughs) I personally think that the best way to combat jealousy, envy, comparison, all that junk is gratitude. And you've heard me say it a million times. I know it almost sounds cliche at this point, but I'm talking about more than just a gratitude list. Okay, let's get really real about this. I'm talking about going to war with the lies that keep trying to tell you that you're not enough, you don't have enough, that you need more in order to be successful, better, all those things that we just listed. So I'm talking about spending intentional time in worship, in prayer, thanking God for all the things that he's provided for you, everything that he's done for you, everything that he is. I mean, sometimes, can I just be really honest? Sometimes it's hard for me <laughs> to be grateful. It's, it's hard for me to find anything to be grateful for. When I was going through my miscarriages last year, man, I, I mean, the first two losses that we had just knocked the breath right out of me. I couldn't see anything except what was missing, what was lacking. And I'll be totally honest. I was looking at all of my friends and all the people I saw on social media who were pregnant at the same time as me. And they were just having this beautiful pregnancy and healthy families and these sweet little babies and my due dates would come around and I had nothing to show for it, you know? And that devastated me. And it was so, so hard for me to find anything to be thankful for. Because I was always comparing myself to other people. And, you know, it could be anything. This is this is just one example. There have been so, so many other things. I mean, comparing my success to other people, comparing my business to other people, comparing my body to other people. You, the list goes on and on and on. We could sit here all day. <laughs> but it wasn't until 
recently that I just decided I'm done. I'm sick of this. I'm not giving the enemy a single drop (laughs) of my attention. I'm not giving these lies any more space in my life because they've robbed enough from me. I've talked to you guys about it on the show before how my first miscarriage, it took me a really, really long time to recover, not only physically and emotionally and mentally, but spiritually from that. I had to wrestle through so much doubt in my faith and so much pain and disappointment. And I was so focused on what I did not have. But in my most recent loss, I just determined in my heart and in my mind, no more. I I am struggling. I am hurting. Yes. However, I'm going to choose to believe that God is still good. And, and I'm just going to choose to let my words and my action reflect my faith, even though I don't feel it, <laughs> even though I don't see what I want to see yet, even though I feel really broken still. And so I remember um, a couple Sundays where I was serving on our worship team at church and I just sang my heart out to God, you know, and I just went to war. I just decided no more. God, I feel (laughs) like a total mess. I feel like a shell of myself, but I'm going to give you the little that I have. And somebody came up to me after the service and they were saying, I know what you're going through. And just to see you up there worshiping, it encouraged me because I'm going through something really hard right now too. And it's been so hard for me to get beyond myself and even spend time with God to worship and just thank you for being willing to worship through your pain because it's inspired me to do the same. And I wasn't trying to do anything, you know, like I just, I just decided like, I'm not going to let my feelings dictate the way that I respond to my God. And it changed something in somebody else, you know, and I know that I'm kind of getting on a rabbit trail here, but I just wanted to bring that up to say, I've been there and I have seen the power of faith. And I'm talking like real faith, not just like, oh, have faith, like cutie faith on a little coffee mug. I'm talking about believing that God is good beyond what you can see. Faith requires being willing to trust against all odds, against what your circumstance is saying, okay? Because if you have control, if, if, if you feel like you can figure it out on your own, that requires no faith. And that's something that has been really hard for me to realize in my own life. But I am telling you, I have been able to see God in ways I never saw him before in my life when I have chosen to continue showing up in my relationship with him, to continue being honest in prayer, like saying, God, I'm, I'm really devastated. I'm really disappointed. What are you doing? Where are you God, in my pain and bringing that all to him and deciding to just worship through it. I've seen him show up in ways and I, and I've just grown in my faith and my relationship with him more than I ever did when I was focused on what do I need to do to be better? What do I need to do to earn good things, earn people's love, approval, whatever. And so the point of me telling you all this is that your energy is going to be so much better spent in worship, in prayer, in seeking God's word and his truth than it is comparing yourself and giving energy to envy and jealousy. It it, it will do so much more for you than that ever will. Okay. So 
Truly, we have got to protect our minds and our hearts from all of the messages that we receive on a daily basis. I mean, sister, we are bombarded with messages all day, every day about you need this and you have to do this in order to be pretty skinny, more successful, to feel happier. Like, goodness gracious, like Coca-Cola is a brand that's whole marketing is about how when you drink it, you'll be happier. You know, it's it's everywhere. We see it everywhere. We've got tons of voices telling us what will make us better or or what's lacking in our lives, right? We don't need another Instagram ad <laughs> to tell us that we're not enough or that we need something else in order to be X, Y, Z, okay? So don't give space to jealousy. Don't let comparison keep you from the life that God created you to live. Because man, when we get trapped in that vicious hamster wheel of comparison and envy and jealousy, it keeps us from being able to experience the abundant life that God really, really wants for us because he loves us. I've been looking back in my old journals as I've been going through the study this time, and I found something that I wrote when I went through this challenge several years ago. And I just want to leave this with you because I wrote something about jealousy and it just really resonated with me now. This is what I wrote. It's hard to celebrate others when they have something you wish you had. But when your time comes, you'll want somebody to celebrate with you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I've been there. I'm there. Like it's so hard, isn't it? When we're comparing ourselves to others, it's it's hard to love. When we're operating out of jealousy and envy, it's so hard to want to celebrate other people, even our friends, even our family, because we're so preoccupied with why not me? But you will want, I mean, honestly, I will want people to celebrate me in my times of joy and happiness and answered prayers and miracles. I want to be the girl that's cheering on her friends and the people around her. And I want that for me too. I want people who will love and celebrate me. And when jealousy is in the mix, it just does it. It's just it just robs us of that life-giving relationship, you know? And I just, I love that. I don't know about you, but I needed a fresh dose of that. <laughs> so I know it's been real today. We just really went there today. Thank you for bearing with me. I didn't mean to preach at you today, but I just want to encourage you. And, I, and I'm speaking to myself as well this week to go deep in gratitude. Ask God to show you, help you see everything that is amazing about you and your life because he put something in you friend that the world cannot get from anybody else and it would be such a shame if jealousy and envy and comparison got in the way of you being able to show up for that so i think that's enough for today <laughs> i will see you guys next week i hope that you're enjoying the series feel free to screenshot and share it with a friend if you haven't gotten a book already Go ahead and grab one. I have the link in the description in the show notes, and I will see you here next week for week four. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWord Show. I love having you here, and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram, and remember, I am cheering you on.